Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host Brian Sternberg. On this episode, we are fortunate to have on Obena Ize. Obena is the starting offensive tackle for the Memphis football team as one of the top returning players as he projects as a very high draft pick for whenever he declares. Obena, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Starting things off, thinking about where you're at at this point and what you want to become for the future. What did you work on this offseason leading into the upcoming uh, 2021 campaign? Um, I think for me, one of the things that I worked on the most is footwork. As always, I always um, keep working to improve that. And um, I gained some weight. Um, I wanted to play heavier. Um, I wanted to play stronger. So I went from playing 305 last season to playing at 320 this season. So, um, and the quarantine, coronavirus kind of gave me an advantage to just settle down, work out, run, condition, and just put on good weight. So, you know, so yeah, I've been, I've worked on my flexibility, strength, balance, basically all the things that make you a special offensive tackle. So, yeah. And last season, you guys made it all the way to, uh, I, Holiday Six Bowl. You won the uh, AAC last season, but how are you guys using your loss as motivation for uh, next season? I think that the motivation is because we understand that we are a lot more capable of better things. You know, um, even though we lost the Penn State, um, I think that we felt that we could have done better in that game. You know, so and we truly believe in ourselves as a team. We we believe that. We're a high-character team. We believe that we're a team that's um, built and structured on work ethic and just hard work and earning things, you know. And so it's just we know that we could do better. So this year is going to be kind of put it together again and take that next step and win that bowl game. And, you know, maybe if we have a good enough year, just achieve perfection. Thinking about the idea of perfection and what you guys are capable of, what do you feel in particular in terms of the X's and O's you guys have to do at Memphis in order to win the conference again and then continue on and beat some of these other top-tier teams in other conferences? Um, I don't think it's an X and, X and O's question. You know, um, you know I, think, I think that this year we have a lot of young players that played last year and just I think that the biggest difference this year is going to be the maturation that we have on the field, you know. Um, I think that we have a guy that understand the no football more and just understand the scheme better. And we have guys that, you know, just just off of being juniors and seniors now, off of being third, fourth year players in college, more mature, no tendencies better. So on the, on the X and O's, I think we're good. We have um, some of the best coaches, you know, players again developed and everything. So. I think it's just a maturation for us. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you lose a fight not because of strategy, but just because you just lose them at maturity, you know? So, yeah. Communication is such an important aspect, especially for a uh, offensive lineman to be on the same page, not only as the other members of the offensive line, but also the quarterback. What is your relationship like with uh, Brady White? Um, Brady's my boy, man. You know, um, we have a pretty good relationship and like off and on, off and on the field, you know, um, it's somebody that I talk to, um, 
I do fellowship with him, you know, so I would do fellowship with him twice a week, you know, so I think his, I think that it, I owe him the responsibility of protecting him and keeping him safe, but also it, it gets a lot more easier if, to protect instead of just your quarterback, but to protect your friend, you know, um, he's a great guy, a great leader. And so like my relationship with him is pretty, it's pretty solid, I'd say mentioned the idea of protecting your friend in addition to Brady. We've seen the likes Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson, Patrick Taylor, Antonio Gibson, and now Kenneth Gainwell. You guys probably have the best running back group over the past few years that we've ever seen in college football. Thinking about that, that idea of protecting your friend and the culture that you guys have, how do you think your relationships off the field with your offensive players has helped lead to success on the field? So, like, most of the guys, most of the predominantly role players in offense, uh, guys that are maybe a year older than me or about my class, you know? And so, and so those guys, I've had time to just build relationships with them. Even when I wasn't a starter as a, as a true freshman, you know, like Monte, Pop, um, you know, um, Dylan, like a lot of guys who play Calvin Austin, Sean Dyke. So like these guys are guys that I just, I hung out with a lot and, you know, we do a lot of things together, you know. So for you to have an opportunity, that chemistry has always been there, that friendship. Like if I'm going to go to somebody's house, just go hang out with him. And now I have an opportunity to play ball with him, you know, it just the communication that the vibe is naturally a lot more better, you know, off of just good friendship and relationship. And I feel like that's something that in Memphis we have a lot, you know, I think that we have a group of guys who love being around each other. It's not just that we play football together. We we love doing life together with each other. And I think in our offense, that's something that is, that's something that's very, very noticeable, you know. After arriving first year, Memphis, you took a redshirt year. Um, what did you work on specifically to help you get prepared for your redshirt freshman season? So when I got to when I got to college, um, one of my one of my strengths was pass protection. You know, um, for so whatever reason, I've always articulated pass protection pretty pretty good and pretty easily. And but also, I didn't have enough because I hadn't played a lot of football in high school. I didn't have enough opportunity to just get into just the, the detailing of run blocking and the technique that goes with it. And so that's probably one of the biggest pickups that I had from my true freshman year to my redshirt freshman year is just, just matching up to the speed and violence of college football and just being able to just put it all together and be able to be a complete offensive tackle to the point where I could compete and to the point where I could be trusted to be a second string or a role player or to say, if something happens to the starting left tackle, you're going in, you know? And so it's just, um, yeah, run blocking was the biggest pickup I had, you know, because it's just something I never had a lot of time to work on. So, yeah, that was probably my biggest improvement in my first two years in Memphis. Thinking about your career early on, for every position, it's an adjustment, especially an offensive lineman, even a tackle, with the idea that you have to be mature enough to play at the next level, not only physically, but mentally. Was there someone who took you under their wing, coach, player, and helped you get adjusted and better understand what you needed to do to train, practice, in terms of watching film? Was there an upperclassman or a coach who helped you in those regards? I think that, um, obviously, my coach, Coach Silverfield, who is now the head coach at Memphis, um, but then my offensive line coach, I think that he did a great job of just taking me under under his wing, you know, and just teaching me. And I think that he really didn't just 
see me as one of those recruits. Like he really, really understood my strengths and my weaknesses. He understood that, okay, I haven't played football to a certain extent. So man, no matter how much, how talented I am, I need to settle down and get some things figured out. And he was very patient with me. So he took me under his wing on and off the field. He was always somebody I could go to, call on the phone, always checks up on me. And even now as a head coach, he hits me up. Like I, I talked to him, he texted me at least probably five out of seven days every week. And it's not even, it's not effortless. It's not like a responsibility thing. It's because I have a genuine relationship with him, you know? And, and, and when it comes to players, I think that the left tackle was for me, Travion Tate, you know, um, I think that he took time to just explain certain things to me because he was a he was a good football player and he was a technician, you know, and he was somebody that I could I could directly see the impact of Coach Silverfield's coaching on him. I had seen how Coach Silverfield has transformed the way he played football and made him from good to great. And so and he always he also took me under his wing and so he helped me from a player to player standpoint understand how certain things go down, you know. And so I would say that when it comes to just development as an offensive line. I would say Coach Silverfield first, and I would say second, Travion Tate. Interesting. You originally came to the United States to play basketball. So at what point in high school did it kind of change for you and you and you started to pick up the game of, of football? I actually picked up the game of football before I, I actually played any basketball, um, any basketball game in my high school. You know, I picked up football the summer before my junior year, you know, but also like it just for me, it it was a structure thing, you know, because back home in Nigeria, like you don't have the structure of being able to be a two, three, four athlete while being able to do school like that structures, things weren't set up like that. So when I had learned that, okay, you can actually play basketball and play football and not have any drop in schoolwork or just academics like that was, I felt like that was just a hit in the lottery for me, you know. So I, in the, the summer when I first got here, you know, I focused on football, went to a lot of camp, got some exposure. And then when I got to high school, by the time school started and I, my basketball season came along, I, I had decided that I wanted to stick with football, you know. And so I never kind of like went back out to like do basketball camps. I just played basketball for high school, but really did most of the offseason work in football. At what point during your high school career did you realize you had a real good shot of playing high level college football was it early on was there a certain coach who told you you did a camp what was that like i think that ever since i i switched to football you know which thanks to my foster parents um maurice and jennifer fisher you know ever since then like they've always been into my ear man like you got a chance to be good you got a chance to be special you know um, but I, I think that until I started going to certain camps and I started hanging around the caliber of certain kinds of players, like a few of them were drafted um, in the first round, this, in this NFL draft, you know, I, I really started to look at what those guys did and look at myself and what I did. I was like, okay, I could really hang, you know, and, and it's just, I think it was my, after I went to the opening camp, Nike opening, you know, that I kind of settled down and told myself, you know, well, you got a real shot to make it all the way. You know, and so and, and there's, I've always been determined about football, but it was at that camp that I really like beat my hand in my chest and said, this is going to happen. Like, if you work hard and do your job, you're going to make it all the way in football. So, yeah. How do you think playing basketball 
helped your uh, development as a football player, especially with like footwork? So I, I think that basketball just helped me with a lot of coordination, you know, um, which is, that's what the game of basketball is. If I, you shoot the ball into the rim and, and you have to coordinate your body to shoot the ball to a certain destination, you know. And so that helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I play basketball, I had to work very hard to, to develop my offensive game. But I think that naturally I was a gifted defensive player. Like I played defense effortlessly in my mind. I enjoyed telling – I was like a point guard in defense. I enjoyed telling people where to go, what to do, who to hold, who to like where I had help, you know. Um, and I did that a lot in high school too. So I feel like basketball kind of like allowed me to be explosive, have a quick feet, you know, and just bringing that coordination and that quickness and just that agility and explosion into football made a difference for me, you know, seeing that I'm already a very long player. Like I'm, I'm very long, you know what I'm saying? So – I think that basketball probably helped me with my feet and just my coordination and my balance too. So that's that's something I'm pretty I'm pretty grateful for, you know. Thinking about the recruiting process out of high school, one of the top players not only in the country, state of Tennessee as well. What went into that decision to choose Memphis and what separated them from the rest of the pack? Um Yeah, so like I had for me, like like I always say, like I I don't like I understood the value of having like big offers like Alabama and LSU and the SEC, which I had all those, you know. Um, but for me, in my first few years in America, it wasn't about fame and and where you went to school. It was about just relationship and who can I trust. You know, I value I value I value trust more than anything anybody can offer me in America at that point. You know. And Memphis had all the little things right for me. You know, Memphis, I felt like I could trust the coaches. I had great relationships. Um, you know, it wasn't about facilities or all of those things, even though Memphis is up to date on every of those things right now. But I chose Memphis because I felt like I felt drawn to them from a relationship standpoint, you know. And that's really what made the difference for me, to be honest with you. You know, that's really what made the difference. Once I found a group of people that I can trust, that had my back and had my interest at heart, I was willing to go there and work with them, you know. How do you think choosing to come to Memphis has will set you up for success, not only on the football field, but off the football field? I mean, on the field, it's very obvious, you know. Um, I have a lot of things to work on, but also seeing that it's my 50th playing football, I, I think that I, when I watch film, I'm, I, I could look at myself and criticize myself, but also I think I've improved a lot for a guy who's very new to the sport, you know. Um, but the bigger picture is the off the field, which I think that that's, that's one of the bigger reasons why I chose Memphis, you know. Um, I'm a business, I'm a finance major, you know. And my freshman year, I had an opportunity to do a very, very, like, a very good internship. Like, I had an internship program that I went to um, at a company called Southern Sun Asset Management. And it's, it's a company that's worth a lot of money. I think um, portfolio funds, asset management, you know, um, they need to finance like the food, like the whole food deal of finance. So I went down to the internship for a month. You know, that helped me. Memphis has helped me to connect to a lot of people. You know, Memphis has a lot of a few predominantly like Fortune 500 companies here. You know, and the the crazy thing is, all of those places and business places are very very okay and they're very very willing to invest in Memphis. You know, and so that's another thing that a lot of people understand is, is Memphis is not a college town. Like, it's not. 
like going to an SEC school where all you have is the SEC football and the next of like the next closest thing to a real town is maybe 45 minutes away. Like Memphis is a real city. It's a, it's a breathing city. It's a city that grows. And so five minutes from the University of Memphis, you're in Midtown. Ten minutes from there, you're in Downtown. And everything is literally around you. Life around you. There are everyday people living around you. So when you're in Memphis, it doesn't even feel like you're in college. It feels like you're just you know, in a city living life, you know what I'm saying? And college is like a part-time job, you know? So um, so those opportunities, I've had a good internship. I've made a lot of connections that I feel like if my playing career was over, I feel like I've made connections of people that will have my back, you know? And obviously on the field, I just keep improving because of, like I told you, we have the right coaches. And so I don't feel like X and O is a problem. I feel like people are getting developed. And I feel like if you look at me, I feel like you can see my development, you know, even though I have a long way to go, but I feel like I'm getting developed at a really fast rate compared to a lot of places. In terms of academics, you touched on the opportunities that you were able to have being at Memphis. Was there any that stood out to you as something that a field you potentially would want to go into after football? Um, the place that I interned is, is, um, is mostly what I want to get into. You know, um, and for me, I'm a finance guy because I'm just fascinated with the process of just making and creating wealth, you know, and I, I want to go into financial planning, you know, and the plans might change, but I always know that my, my, I want to be in the finance um, side, you know, and so to just see how different companies just deal with that, like we have Twitter, we have Nike, um, you know, but we have a lot of, you know, just big time companies in Memphis. So it's just, that's, that's, um, that's something that I know for sure. I, I truly believe that football was open to me that I would really go into finance all the way, like two feet in, you know, and to just know that I'm in literally in a pool of opportunities for stuff like that is, is really, is really great. Like you have companies like International Paper, you know, and so that's, that's really, truly a privilege, you know, but that's what I feel like I want to do in my life, you know, just go into financial planning. And there are so many sides to it and I haven't decided the specifics of that. But I just know that's the, that's the direction I want to go. And at what point, whenever it may have been, did you realize that you have a legit shot in playing in NFL someday? I think for the first, the first time I ever thought about that was in high school, uh, my senior year. You know, I thought about it. But also, you know, when I got to college and it just, after my freshman, in my freshman year, and I just saw myself improve and get better, and I saw the game become simpler and simpler for me. And so it just for me, that gave me a strong conviction that, hey, you got a chance, you know. But also the way I look at it is I don't wake up every day worrying about going to the NFL, you know. I feel like that would handle itself when it's time. If I, if I do my work and do my part, I feel like I'm going to get there because I have the talent. And so um, I've always had it in the back of my mind them they're like if I do what I'm supposed to do I have a great chance to make it to the NFL. I realized that at first in high school, my senior year and just being in college, it, that realization has grown on me by form. Memphis, you guys have a ton of talent, but you get to play a lot of really good teams. You saw Penn State in the bowl game, just even Cincinnati leading up to it to get to where that was at. But thinking about last season, who do you say was the toughest edge rusher you had to go up against? I would say um, that's a tough question. 
because it's kind of like different areas. I've had, there's a couple of guys, you know, I don't think that I could put it onto one guy, but I could probably tell you um, four guys that are like pretty decent edge rushers that I, I've done, up, I went up against. I would say, obviously, from the Penn State, um, the DN number 99, I can't pronounce his name, it's pretty long. Um, I say Michael Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State, you know, um, I knew him in high school. He's always been a pretty good pass rusher. I say number 21 for Cincinnati. Um, the high side linebacker is pretty good. And probably Quincy Roche from Temple. I would say those four guys are pretty much, you know, the, the best pass rusher that I had to go up against last year, you know. And when it comes to just being able to switch up moves and just put up a combination of moves, just get where they're going, you know. And I think those four guys pretty much, I would say, are the, the best that I, I feel like I went up against last season. And when thinking about the future of this Memphis football uh, team, is there an underclassman, a freshman or sophomore who hasn't gotten the media attention yet, but has stood out to you and should be on draft radars pretty soon? Yeah, that's a lot of them, man. You know, um, and I'm not going to get into the defensive side, man, but honestly, just on the offensive side, man, like, there's a lot of names I can think about, man. You know, um, from just from the wide receiving core, like you have the, uh, sorry, you have Calvin Austin, um, you have Todd, you have Javon, you know, you come to tight ends, you have Cam, Cameron, um, you know, come to offensive line, um, you have Isaac, Isaac Ellis, you know, and, and, and it's just those guys are guys that are just, those guys are just, time bombs waiting to blow, you know, and I'm I'm pretty sure about it because I've watched them work and earn it every day, you know, and I just know that those guys are superstars in the making. And that's, that's, that's just a few of the many people, you know, but uh, it's just Memphis has a lot of talent, and I think that's probably one of the biggest things about that people don't get about Memphis. We develop players. A, a huge part of what talent is is not just being a four-star athlete coming out of high school. It's what you make of yourself in college. And Memphis does make the best out of people, you know. And so it's just, yeah, those are just some of the few names I've been dropped by this day. Thinking about the way you guys have built such a phenomenal program, how would you describe the football culture that you guys have at Memphis? Um, the one word that I would use is um, brotherhood, you know, um, I think that we're truly family, you know. I, I don't know if you pay being to the city of Memphis a lot. The city of Memphis is like a lot of people will tell you Memphis is a different state from Tennessee. You know, it's just that's how it feels in Memphis. The music is different, the food is different, the culture is different, the language is different, the way of life is different, you know, the sense of humor is different. <laughs> the the way you dress is different. You know, the attitude and just approach to life is different compared to any other place, you know. And so, truly, anybody who comes to Memphis, you have to be able, you have to buy into that way of life to be able to actually play. So I think that the word that defines us is just family and brotherhood, you know, because I think that we truly are one to stand up for each other. Um, I know that some of my favorite moments in Memphis, you know, crazy enough, but it's not Saturday. Some of my favorite times in Memphis, 90% of them are in the locker room, you know, and he takes a family of brothers who enjoy each other to truly create memories that I cherish more than Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So that's the one word I would describe Memphis with this brotherhood. Hypothetical question. 
if he could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or retired, who would it be and why? My favorite offensive tackle is Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan, you know, and a huge reason why I'm a Cowboys fan is just because I enjoy watching. Um, I enjoy watching Tyron Smith play football. So if I if I was to be trained by one guy, you know, I'd probably be Tyron. You know, um, he plays sound fundamental football. You know, and a lot of people might argue with his technique, but at the NFL level, everybody's technique is different because depending on your body style, you play how it fits you. You know. But he has good feet, strong arms, good knee bands, um, very powerful core, you know, good hand placement, you know. So, yeah, I, I would definitely go with Tyron Smith. You got to play, in addition to the rest of this Memphis football program, in a college game day experience against SMU last season in which you guys held off SMU to win that game. But just what was that overall game day experience like for you last season? Um, it was really great, man. You know, it, it was something that I, I enjoyed. Um, it was, it's a, it's a memory that I'm going to cherish for a long time. You know, um, I think that for me, when I really had, when I really started enjoying my experience and the whole point for it was really when the game, when we, when we played the game, you know, when we went downtown to see the crowd and all of that stuff, I really wasn't into it because just. In my mind, I'm still prepping for the game. But when I came out of the tunnels and I saw the crowd and, you know, just the energy in there, man, that was special, you know. Um, and I'm just grateful that I get to be a part of a part of something like that, you know. And it's just it just truly shows me that Memphis as a program is growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know my freshman year that we would ever have game day in Memphis, you know. But to just see that, like, uncommon things are becoming reality and memphis fans and the city of memphis and you know and the tiger family like we all everybody's getting used to memphis playing good football everybody's getting used to memphis being comfortably a top 25 team in the country and that's just something great to see you know it just it's just great to be part of that history and that culture you know and talking about game day experiences uh apart from playing at your home stadium are there any other stadiums going on the road that you like to play in for some reasons, like the atmosphere, just the overall experience? Um, <laughs> um, I don't, like, for me, when I, like, we have a saying, like, if, if you ain't coming to Memphis, we're bringing Memphis to you. You know, it's just, man, listen, the definition of football and home, I don't, if I'm away, if I'm not playing in the Liberty Bowl, like, I, I we really, like, on the practice field, we work on drawing energy from each other. So I don't think that I've ever been to a stadium that I would say affected me to the point where I kind of looked at and felt like I had a disadvantage because I wasn't in the Liberty Bowl. Like, we are trained not to pay attention to that, you know? We are, so it just, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't tell you, that's no, that's probably, that's, that's the answer is no. There's no place that I feel, I feel like, the experience is special, you know. The only thing I was the probably the Cotton Bowl, you know, because it's the Dallas Cowboys stadium. And I'm a I'm a Cowboy fan, but apart from that, like I I couldn't I couldn't give a hook in the word about where I was. You no know, football is football. If it's not Liberty Bowl, my job is simple: walk in, get the job done, get out. Going back to the idea of academics, how is it dealing? Because in addition to being this athlete, you have to also keep up with grades and things of that nature. And we've seen your 
skill level in terms of academics and on the field? How have you been able to manage both academics and the athletic side of things in college? And honestly, it's just really time management and just priority, like prioritizing what's important. You know, um, you know, I take my education very serious. And it's one of the things I promised my mom leaving Nigeria that I will, I will always take my education serious. And and it's just, um, for me, it's priority. You know, I have my priorities, like, right, I know that I have to handle my business on the field, but also I have to handle my business off the field, schoolwork, and not just in schoolwork, but just the way of living right and just how I carry myself, you know. So that's just how I'm raised. You know, a huge part of it is just the culture of the family that I was raised in. You know, and so I just I prioritize and I, I manage my time properly. I don't try to procrastinate work. I try to get ahead of school work because I know that sometimes football can be tasking. So if I can say, usually my goal by after one month of school, my goal is to be two weeks ahead in every class. You know, and so if I could just keep two weeks ahead by the end of the semester, I'm probably done with school work and assignments and papers two weeks because I have those two weeks to gradually start studying for exams and all that stuff, you know. And so that way I don't feel like I'm ever overwhelmed by work or anything, you know. And sometimes it just, sometimes in the weekend I just don't go out. I just sit down and just do a ton of school work, you know. So it's just priority and sacrifice, you know, and I'm very okay with that. Like I said, it's just part of the values and part of the, the way I was raised as a kid, you know. With my parents and my family are very educated back home in Nigeria. And so I always them to keep that standard up. As you've seen yourself progress, your collegiate career has gone on. In your opinion, what traits make for a great offensive tackle? I, I think that great feet, you know, um, great feet, really good knee bend, um, agility, hand placement, and then, you know, power. And then when you put all that together, those are the things that people look for, you know. But I think the one thing that really, really stands out in every offensive tackle, like, because everybody's not going to have all those things together at once, you know. I think just being nasty and just just wanting to just dominate people, you know. Um, I think that's probably one of the most outstanding things about every offensive tackle, you know. You watch different offensive tackles, you don't see great technique with all of them, but you do find finishing and nasty, you know. And I just think that's something that no matter what you do when you play offensive line, no matter what technique you lack, you can't lack nastiness and finish. You know, I think it's just, that's just the spirit of the game. That's how you play the position and play it right. For our last question, for any rising high school football player, what's the best piece of advice you could give to them? Um, just get out of that high school mentality, man. You know, um, when it comes to just Developing yourself, you know, find out, you know, just if you're a junior in high school, you should be in the mindset of a freshman in college, you know, like develop yourself, get fast, you know, get get more flexible, you know, get stronger and quicker if you can, you know, learn football, love football, watch football, you know, it just be a fan of football, you know what I'm saying, like just on Sunday, turn the TV on and learn football and see what people are doing and why they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, because for me, that's what I did. That's how I had to catch up with football. I had to actually love the game. I have to watch the game, ask questions, and 
I could tell you the difference between five, six different offensive tackles in the NFL, and I can explain those things clearly to you, you know. And it's just another another part of it is just um, when it comes to the recruiting part in high school, man. It just I know that it's it just as a as a because I know during my time I was carried away for a little while with just recruiting and just facilities and all that stuff. But man, find the right coaches, you know. Watch coaches who have a, a, a like a, a a trend of just developing people in your position, you know, and find the right relationship and rock with it, you know. It doesn't matter if your weight room is at the garage, man. If with the right coach over there, you get you you become what you need to be, you know. So that's what I would say. I would say to any high school person because I feel like that's the advice that I received that kind of helped me make the right choice, you know. So yeah. We really appreciate your time, Obina, and we're wishing you the best of luck as well as the Memphis Tigers for next season. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on.